Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here with my co-host in studio, Jeff Cohen, back with you on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend. Jeff, so much to talk about. I don't even want to waste any time. Did you catch the Eagles game last night? I did, at least the first quarter. The first quarter? Yeah. Well, that was really all the offense Mm -hmm. participated in. All I needed to do was see the 50-yard touchdown pass, and then after that, I was all good. Then you were good? Yeah. Nothing left to say? Uh We'll get right to it because we're actually joined on the line by uh, John Runyon today, the former congressman, former Eagles great, current vice president of NFL's Policy and Rules Administration. Uh, Jeff will talk for a second while we figure that out. I I think what the problem is, is he found out that the only reason you were having him on is because you wanted somebody taller than me on the show. Again, with the height. I I don't understand already. I think that that's why you brought him on. See, this is what happens when you go on the air. You have technical (laughs) issues, and then it just doesn't work out. So now we'll just start talking about the show. Why are you taking a height shot before we even start, huh? I wasn't. You did. All week long. All week long. You've been you've been killing me for my Reese Hoskins love, saying that um um. I wasn't killing you. I, I was just asking whether or not your wife is aware. Well, uh, she uh, is uh, now. Uh, I posted uh, on Facebook <laughs> and tagged her that you think I have a man crush after he hit his latest home run. Wait, so. wait. Is it thinking or is it knowing? Well, I definitely. Um, uh, you wouldn't be the only person, um, especially over the last ten games or so. I'm pretty excited about the fact that we have him up in the major leagues now. I really am. You've been clamoring for this for a long time. I, I have been. You and, have. And, and you know that I, I have wanted uh, him up here. So why don't you tell us what we're seeing right now with him while we wait to get John on the air? Well, he, he has been up here for, what, 15 games now? And he has eight home runs and 19 RBIs. And that was after starting, I think, 0 for 10 or 0 for 11. So he made adjustments, and he has just been on fire. So, Oh, by the way. Guess how many people in Major League history in 15 games have eight home runs and 19 RBIs? Nobody. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now Reese Hoskins has. Yes, he is. It, and, and and on top of that, we also have we also have uh, Tommy Joseph who sees him in the rearview mirror, and all of a sudden he's hitting home runs left and right. You know, it's funny what'll happen when there's some competition there coming at you. Uh, somebody taking looking to take your job, right? Yep. Well, that's what uh, if well, when we get John back on the air, he could probably talk about Jim Harbaugh, who makes everybody compete for every position. Well, it's funny. I mean, you saw it with the Eagles last night with Vinny Curry mm-hmm. playing like a man possessed. Now that he's got Derek Barnett breathing down his neck, yeah, and to, I think he's going to lose that battle. Look, that's a good problem for the Eagles to have if they mm-hmm. want to run, you know, the rotation that they run on defense in terms of being able to put constant pressure on. Keep it up and have fresh bodies. You think Foles feels any pressure for with the third string quarterback? I hope. Well, not from McGloin. <laughs> I mean, my my goodness. I I think the only pressure is for him to get better. Like, yeah. please. Who who was that guy that was in the fourth quarter that you mentioned? Dane Evans. Yeah. Dane is Evans. he breathing down Foles' back? I think he's breathing down McGloin's back. <laughs> They're wearing out McGloin's arm. They are just. Well, but see, that's another problem with these preseason games. It is is that you get to these games. The starters play for a series or two. This is the third preseason game, so this is the most you'll see them. Next week, you won't see anybody at all. Well, and they just bring in these other guys. We're joined by John Runyon again. John, I don't know if you're allowed to tell us if you used to not enjoy preseason games now that you're with the NFL office. Do you have to like talk about how great they are now? <laughs> well, I mean, preseason went back when I played was four times as long as this because we used to have two days. <laughs> and, and hitting and, and more hitting and much more physical, right? Back in the day, yeah. So it was a it was a totally different totally different beast. I mean, even even talking about that, you know, my son's playing at the University of Michigan, and they've had one a days for a month. <laughs> you know, we used to do five weeks of two or three a days. 
since you since you brought it up, I'll let Jeff start because he's a Michigan alum and loves the fact that your son is playing for the school now and and loves the school. So I'll let him go with that. Yeah, John, I I hear that uh, your son is pushing Bushel Beatty for a uh, position on the starting line. Well, that's what the rumor is, and you know they keep uh, they keep um, rotating him through, playing tackle, playing guard. And, you know, last year he was playing a little bit of center, but uh, you know it's it's good frankly, from a team perspective, if you have a bunch of guys that are able to play, able to compete, and guys that can play multiple positions, because, you know, it's inevitable in the game of football that something bad is going to happen to one of them, or multiple of them, being able to have guys with reps and be able to plug it in and have the confidence that you're not going to miss a beat end or have to retail, you know, you know, retool the offense to, to be able to accommodate for an absence of a, of a, you know, a current starter, it's a, it's something that also only going to make your team better. What's it like? Obviously, he's own man, he's his own man. But what's it like to watch your son follow in your footsteps, go to Michigan, play? Got to be feel, feel pretty good as a dad, right there. Yeah, and I, I try to stay out of it. You know, um, obviously, it's you know, it can be. I think there there was a couple of interviews he did last week where he got asked that question. You know, he talks about walking past the All American Wall that's up in Schembechler Hall and you know, sees my face on a daily basis as he goes to meetings back when I actually had hair, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, and he, and he talks a little bit about that. And, you know, and the, the questions were, you know, kind of, you know, geared at, are you living in his shadow? Do you feel the pressure? He's like, he's just like, yeah, I feel the pressure a little bit. He goes, but, you know, you know, he, he you know, basically said, he goes, my dad's kind of set the bar kind of, kind of high, you know, he kind of alluded to, you know, how I used to play the game and how we would like to be there. But frankly, in the, you know, in hindsight of that, you kind of say, well, the game's not really played that way anymore. It's not really legal to do a lot of the things I did before. So. <laughs> That's why I find it so <laughs> ironic. Are you now enforcing those I, things I now? find it so ironic that you're enforcing the rules now. I mean, I love the way that you played the game. I, I loved you as an eagle. I've told you that before. And I just I find it so amazing that you now enforce the rules and the discipline in this league. <laughs> well, I mean, you've been I've, I've been ingrained and I know where the limit is, right? Oh, you definitely know. <laughs> you know, as they, as we continue to to reel in, you know, all the uh, all the unnecessary roughness and all the you know the the hits like that, out of, take them out of the game and make the game safer. Um, in my in my you know decade and a half that I was in the NFL, I lived that change. And eventually, you know, it hits you enough in the pocketbook. He's like, yeah, we're not playing, we're not doing this anymore. It's getting way too expensive. What are the big changes this year that fans should look for? Um, from a from a fan's standpoint, obviously, you know, one of the big ones, and I think everybody is is a little bit curious about, and I don't think we've seen it. You know, we've relaxed a little bit of our uh, celebration rules. You know, we're gonna allow we're gonna allow players to celebrate in groups. Um, the the caveat in all of this is when it becomes the point of excessive, it is still a penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. So. It's a there's an interesting line there, and I don't notice if you've noticed when when the rule you know when the rules changes came out earlier this spring, there's actually clocks put on your time to actually kick a, a point after touchdown. So you know we're we're not going to hold the play clock for you, and you're going to be getting a delay a game from celebrating too long because you're not able to line up and kick your PAT. 
I mean, your coach is going to be upset. I was going to say, so the coach's reaction to that's going to be that'll amazing. That'll happen you know, once. Places. Yeah. It won't well, happen a I second was actually, time. I was actually at the Eagles game last night, and I was I was explaining to some people because they didn't really notice it because it doesn't happen all the time, but there was a it happens actually after the point after touchdown too. There was an incident where the Eagles were getting ready to kick off. The kicker was out on the field and the official had handed the kicker the ball and wound the 25 second play clock. And the rest of the other 10 guys were still over on the sideline getting coached up. And the kicker standing there with the ball is like, you guys got to get out here. This is <laughs> off, but we got to move this back. <laughs> well, that's another reason why it's good to have the practice. I, I would give anything for a John Runyon celebration dance from when you were a player. That probably would have been enjoyable if they relaxed the rules a little bit. Did you ever and... score a touchdown in the NFL? <laughs> no, I never did. Never had the opportunity. I, I, I've, I had, I had a couple plays actually kind of drawn up, but we never, never. You know, it's got to be. You've got to have it, and it's got to be practiced. It's got to be executed properly, and then it's got to be the right situation. And the right situation never presented itself. And then after you do it for so long, coaches get sick of carving the time out of practice to actually run that one play. <laughs> They're like, "Well, we're never going to use it," so they just throw it out and it goes away. All that practice, they don't even let you go with it. So you said you were down at the link last night. What do you think? Look, going into the season with this Eagles team, what you saw down there last night. You allowed to give analysis being with the NFL now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to the point that I actually watch football. I mean, dealing with, you know, uniform violations and on-field violations. It's, <laughs> I, I sit there, and it'll ruin all of you guys and all your listeners, too. You sit there and talk about what I do. You don't even watch the game of football anymore. I can pretty much tell you who won. I can't tell you what the score was, or I can't tell you what happened in the game, but I can tell you whose socks were down, whose jerseys were up, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> No, but watch You're the fashion you know, police. <laughs> actually, I was I was actually um I was actually talking to Merle Reese at halftime, and he was asking me about you know you know he specifically came up and asked about the offensive line, and I was like you know if you know if Doug's anything like Andy was when they say they don't game plan they don't game plan at all. So when a team presents a blitz package, you're not even looking to pick it up because you you don't even know what to look for because you haven't run the game plan. And I told Merle I said back when. Uh, Juan Castillo was our uh, offensive line coach. He he carved out time at the end of every meeting leading up to a preseason game and forced us to kind of look at their blitz packages because he wanted us to pick them up even though Andy wasn't asking us to do it. So it was, it, it's just a different dynamic. And it, it, it is, it's a serious problem when, you know, people are bringing extra rushers or faking you out and bringing a, you know, bringing a safety or bringing an offside linebacker that typically in season your game plan for and you know the situation you know the formations you know what they like to do you pick that kind of stuff up but they don't do that a lot in preseason they're just trying to get guys in there and get reps and mental reps it goes back to this the whole thing you know the whole thing last week where everybody's saying why are they running LeGarrette Blunt on a stretch play they're just trying to you know whoever's in there it's the next next play that they want to see on film they want to see what the line's doing they want to see what the tight ends are doing. They want to see if the receivers are blocking. They're just trying to trying to get something on film. And frankly, a lot of times they're just trying to get stuff on film. So the coaches that they're playing the first month of the season actually have to see that stuff and prepare that stuff. So 
frankly, they're just messing with each other half the time, just trying to get the stuff on film. I told Jeff, the overreaction of preseason is something that amazes me. They're like the best team, they're the worst team, they're doing everything based on what players are in in the fourth quarter of the game. It is pretty good to see a little more depth on the team this year. Jeff, you wanted to go back to Michigan for a second and ask him about uh, Lloyd Carr, his coach growing up, right? Well, well, yeah, John, I just had a quick question. We heard Josh Rosen last week talk about how athletics, namely football and education, don't go together. But, you know, having having seen Lloyd Carr and, and the, the group of players that have followed in his footsteps and that he's encouraged to get into public service like you and education, how do you feel about somebody like Josh Rosen making a comment like that? Well, I mean, it's obviously his opinion. He's entitled to it. But I can tell you, being around this game of football for more than, for more than half of my life now, there's a lot of lessons you learn um, on that football field in that, you know, in those meetings, you know, one-on-one sitting in a coach's office when he's jumping down your throat because you did something wrong, whether it was on the field or off the field, that type of stuff you don't get in a classroom. You know, you don't get that, you don't get that tough love. You don't get that, you know, being blunt with you and someone, you know, really, you know, uh, I've never had a football coach that worried about hurting my feelings on how he was going to express his discipline to me. And that type of stuff, you know, goes a long way because you know what? The world's not a, you know, a happy-go-lucky place. You're going to get it raw, and it's not going to be comfortable. I tell people all the time, the truth hurts more than me lying to you any day of the week. You know, just, just shoot me straight, and I'll deal with it. And I think, you know, football coaches don't have the time to waste to powder coat it and make, it, make you feel happy and make you feel comfortable because if, if you're not going to be happy with their decisions, they're going to move on to the next guy. It's very cutthroat, but that's the reality of the game. And I think it, uh, it it builds a callus to you, it builds a resiliency to who you are as an individual. And, you know, you surround yourself with a bunch of people that are kind of wired that same way, you know. And, you know, someone telling you, no, you can't do something is not an option because I can do anything I want to because you've always been around it and you've pushed your body and your mind through to extremes that most people that have never played that game or never competed at that level have ever done. Well, we've talked about that a lot on the show, the impact of sports on society and the lessons that people learn by participating in organized team sports. And, and I mean, football, the, the lessons that people learn, I mean, you got to watch your son take away some things now that, that you can't teach him as a dad. You know, he learns that being out there with other people and, and bonding with them, right? Well, and just think about, you know, everything that goes into preparing and discipline and execution and the repetition. I mean, the only way you're going to master anything is to do it over and over and over. And no matter, you know, and in certain variables along there the whole way, and every time the variable's in, you still want the same outcome, but you still you have to find a way around it. So the amount of reps you actually get in, in a football season doing very very simple things but all the all the different variables that are entered in there you don't you don't get that in practice you don't get that you know unless you go out in the in the private sector in the corporate world it takes you 20 30 years to gain that experience in, the, in that type of way and there in you know in four years in a, on a football team you're getting a lot of valuable experience that it would take a lifetime to gain well, and you've had a lot of different experiences in your lifetime. You, you know, football player, congressman, now working for the NFL. But when I put up that we were having you on the radio show, I had four or five people contact me asking about another 
idea that you may have. Uh, do I hear that I may be able to get you as my driver for Uber? Is that correct? Every once in a while. It's uh, something I do to uh, pass some time on the weekend or, you know, the wife is out of town with the daughters at a tournament or whatever, and I just happen to be here sitting by myself, and I'm like, well, if I, if I nap too long, I'll be up all night. <laughs> I, I can only you know, imagine somebody's reaction. My back already hurts, so I don't need to gain another 20 pounds and sit around and eat all day. Let, let's go out and let's go out and drive. I can only imagine the reaction that people have to you. You must hear some great stories when you're out there driving around with people. It's not as uh, it's not as uh, frequent as you as you might think that people actually recognize you because you know you kind of. You know, most of the time you're just kind of talking to them over your shoulder so they don't recognize. But, you know, if someone has a kind of a clue out of it, obviously I, I take up the better part of the, uh, the the truck that I'm picking them up in. So that that, that kind of tees them, you know, keys them off right there. The funny thing is somebody tweeted at, a, at the radio show just now with your Uber profile asking us to ask you about it. So they must not be listening, but they seem to be interested in whether or not you're doing it. So. I I think what's amazing though, John, is is people don't realize how much time, especially back when you were playing, that you put into the game of football. That that when football ends for people like you, it must be difficult to kind of throttle back and have all of this free time that you didn't have before, and that you look for structure and things to do. Well, I, you know, and I think in reality though, it's pretty the inverse of that. I mean, when you think you're when you talk about playing football and you're, you know, a 20, majority of the time you're in their 20s, I happen to push it into my mid-30s. But, you know, the, the limited amount of time you're actually allowed to be at the facility and the working out, I would say I had more free time as a player than I did now because now you're out, you know, you have your job, now you have kids that are going in nine different directions, you know, you, you have, you know, Side jobs like driving for Uber, and not a, you know, necessarily that. But you have, you have other, you know, commitments, you know, nonprofit commitments and all that kind of stuff. I'm busier, busier now trying to keep it all together than you were then because right back then you could rely, you could rely on the one income, and now you now you could keep putting things together, and then you sit there and you, and you start going, it's like okay. Well, we got college. We got college tackled from a, you know, from a kind of financial planning aspect. It was like, well, I got two girls, and I got two weddings to pay for. So, <laughs> you're looking for any you help got, you can you get got, at this point. <laughs> you got to, you got to keep, you got to keep hustling and keep doing that type of stuff. So, you know, it, it's it's never ending, and it's, it's to me, it's kind of how I'm wired. I don't, I don't, I don't ever sit down. I always got to be moving, and frankly, you know, if I sit down too long, everything starts to hurt. So I got to get up and move around, even if it's just make a lap around the house and go out in the yard and pick up sticks and put them in the, put, put them out back, you know, so. You, you should send them out doing that. Then they'll have less time to be shopping. <laughs> or, or doing anything well, else. Get everybody to pay for themselves. Well, my girls had a, my girls had a scrimmage this afternoon. Yeah, they got games. They came, they came, they came home and uh, we ate and then uh, they took a nap. I think they're just getting, they're just getting up moving around right now. <laughs> yeah, you got you got some athletes in your family there. What, what, so what was it like? I can't imagine you miss it these days. We'll let you go in a second. To you know, I can't imagine you miss Congress that much given the climate these days. What was it like to go from being a member of Congress to working at the NFL now after being a player? How was that adjustment for you? I mean, it, it's at the at the at the root of it, it, it. 
what it really comes down to, and it, and it, it sounds kind of cliche, but it's all reality. Everything is relationships, and that's how you get stuff done. And when you're when you're moving, you know, you're moving from you know politics into and back into the NFL. It's a whole different cast of characters. I do have some overlap, believe me. I still I still deal with the government affairs office down there, <laughs> and they ask me to you know facilitate you know talk to talk to members and have them come to our events and all that kind of stuff all the time. So. You know, I, I do do that, but it is the 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 new faces and the new people, and some of them are old. I, obviously, some of them were around when I was a player, but we're talking about totally different things now. But it is, you know, having that ability to pick up the phone and talk to those guys, ask those those silly questions that you're always scared to ask as the new guy. You know, that 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 type of stuff makes it easier. But at the end of the day, it is just getting getting to know people, and it does take time. I mean, there's. You know, I'm sure there's hundreds of people in that league office that I haven't even spoken to yet. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's hundreds of players that you haven't found yet, too. There's plenty of time for you to talk to more people there. <laughs> yeah. Well, well we... the the problem the problem with the, uh, the fines is that that's usually my first interaction with a lot of them, and it, you're getting yourself off on the wrong foot. Yeah, it's not quite the hello that you're looking for with people. Well, we, we really appreciate you giving us some time and coming on. We hope you enjoyed yourself down at the game last night. And uh, we, we hope to keep in touch with you a little bit and enjoy yourself at the league offices. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks so much, John. John. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So I've never driven an Uber, but I'd be kind of fascinated if I got in and John was my driver. You would, and you'd probably have a big vehicle, too. Oh, I, well, I mean, it's not like I, I need that much legroom or yeah, anything. But I don't but... think he's picking you up in a Prius. No, he's not. He's, I mean, it's a it's a nice Uber. But, so but it's, for the... to me, it's impressive that, I mean, the guy's got – all this work to do and he just idle hands are not his thing no he he likes to to keep busy and and keep doing things and look i mean it's i i always thought he was a very down-to-earth guy i I met him when he was running for office uh, after his playing days ended i would have loved to like i said i'd love to see a john runyon touchdown celebration under the new rules or or any of those things but I, i enjoyed him so much as a player he he was that you know, he was just nasty. He's a really nice guy in person, but he played mean. Yeah. And he was a big... And well. Well. He was an All-American. He, he, he was a great player for a long time. He was. Anchoring a line. But he you, was. But you know what I learned most? I was impressed by the fact that with these celebrations, that they're actually keeping them on a clock. I don't think people realize that. No, you're going to see teams get penalized yeah. and coaches lose their minds. Special teams coaches are going to be freaking out, yelling at the, the offensive players to get off the field. To get yeah, to get on the to get off the field to get on the field <laughs> yeah. to make There's the change. There's going to be all sorts of arguments. Oh, it's going to be crazy. We'll talk more about it when we come back. This is the Heart of Sports on 6:10 a.m. When we come back, we'll talk about how the crazy NBA offseason continues. The Phillies are playing a little bit better, not quite winning, but some excitement. We started that in the first segment and more. Join us at 888-728-9941. That's 888-728-9941. Stay with us. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at one 888 337 
1-800-227-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. This is the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer, along with my co-host Jeff Cohen here in studio. If you want to join in the conversation, the number is 888-728-9941. Jeff, so John was down at the Eagles game last night. Did you you watch? Mm-hmm. You watched the first quarter. Yeah. It was enough for you. You see how excited I am. I I, I see the. If only the listeners could you, see you, the excitement on your face, they could probably hear it through the microphone. It's it's just tiresome at this point you're you're at the point labor day is coming up you just want the season to start so as preseason games go yeah next pretty interesting preseason game scoring and and fun and yeah but it doesn't matter well no of course not. it's it's like watching the the fifth inning of a a, uh, spring training game it's guys you're never going to see so it's a little hard to get excited about it Boy, just step on the fact that I'm excited football's coming back. Just no, step all over no, no, no. it, please. You should be excited that football's coming back after Labor Day. This next week, it's going to be brutal. I can't wait. Games. I'm not good with countdowns. I, I just like to skip right to because, it. I don't because like... you can't count backwards? Or... Well, that, <laughs> that's the first problem. <laughs> I just don't like waiting. I mean, don't get into my math you challenges, ha- you okay? You have no choice, okay? <laughs> Unless you get the, the Jason time machine, you're stuck. So Which means find something to do other than watching preseason in week four next week. I'll No, I'll be watching that. It's Labor Day weekend. Go to a minor it's league baseball Thursday. game. It's Thursday. I'll be at two. <laughs> yeah, you're going to two. You're going to all kinds of sporting events. So the, last night's game will be the last time the Eagles are at the link until September 24th. They start yeah. with two games on the road, then get back for the Giants uh, in the end of September. So... Ended up 38 This is, is kind of like when the Flyers go away, when the Ice Capades is here for a month. The, the long traveling yeah, journey the when they're not ice. at home. Yeah. It's a tough start to the season on the road. But for fans who have been and hoping for it, you did see some things that you wanted last night. A 50-yard you, touchdown. 50-yard touchdown. Torrey Smith you, look healthy. You saw um, the Alshon Jeffrey with the touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. You know, three catches, 85 yards for what it's worth in preseason. Yep. People are excited because Doug actually handed the ball to Garrett Blunt to run up the middle once. You know, it doesn't take much what, to, what excite, am I doing right now? to excite fans <laughs> in in this in this league. Um, Corey, Corey Clement seemed to impress people, but I don't know if the numbers game is going to put him on this team. I uh, still think he's going to make it. So it seemed I heard today that they're actually trying him out on special teams now as, as a makes returner sense. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, I mean, investing the the pick in Pumphrey, they're not going to want to cut him. He's going to be on the team, you would assume. Mm-hmm. I don't think Marshall makes it he with be- the numbers game. <laughs> um, Pumphrey better catch those punts. 
Yeah, you're gonna be hard on Pumphrey, he, he, aren't you? Oh yeah, I am. I'm watching. Yeah, you're you're gonna be. He tough won't on be. Him. He can't be as bad as Kevin Hart. Did you see that? No, I missed it. What happened? Oh, Kevin Hart went to the Rams um, practice yeah. and they had him trying to catch punts. Didn't go well. There were a hundred guys on the sideline laughing harder than any joke that he. Is could there ever video do. out there? I'll oh, watch after yeah, the show. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. All right, I'll look for it. You know what wasn't funny? What Carson Wentz got hit a bunch last night. It's a preseason game. I understand that. I didn't mind that Doug took him out of the game. He shouldn't have been. In I the was game. totally fine. You know, everybody, oh, they, they'll play three quarters. I want to uh-huh. see them play. It's like, no, he's got two touchdown passes mm-hmm. and he's healthy and standing. Get him out of there. He's got his timing down. Yeah. Get ready for the season. He took more big hits than I prefer. Last pre in one preseason game last year, he threw twenty four passes. In three preseason games this year, he threw twenty three. Yeah, but l- last year was different. He, he was broke his he rib. was he was a rookie. He broke his rib. True. But he should have gotten more in the preseason had he not broken his rib. So, uh, on a side note, I know it's preseason. Can mm-hmm. we play every game against a secondary that has Byron Maxwell in it? <laughs> you can. You can only get traded so many times. I, I mean, it was like watching him get burnt toast against the Eagles again. It, I wasn't surprised by anything that happened. The missed coverages, the blown assignments. You don't need preseason for that. That was regular season form for so him. So you want him back is what you're saying. No, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Though I will say, for everybody least, who got at all... At least he can get on the field unlike the other guy they drafted. For everybody who got all excited about Ronald Darby, yeah. little pause last night. It's a preseason game. I don't know He has talking. to learn a new defense. That's a, I'm only that's telling a, you that the a, overreaction I hear exactly. on the radio, Jeff. That's a total Philadelphia overreaction. It's like a Bobby Hoying moment. I'm only sharing with you the feedback I get, that everything changes after every snap in the preseason. You know Are why? you saying that that's not accurate? I, I'm guessing that you bought a Darby jersey last week, and now you're ready to burn it. No, I've never. I The only jersey I actually own is a Dawkins jersey. It's the only jersey that I've ever bought for the Eagles. Really? Yes. I am. I like Dawkins. I told you, when he goes into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. I may have You're to going? go out. I, I, I'll talk about Road it. trip with the whole Philly. Can you imagine it if he goes in? It would be so much fun because then what would happen is the Eagles would play in the Hall of Fame game in Canton, too. Mm-hmm. So you'd go there for a they Hall of Fame weekend. It. Oh, it would be it'd be like the Super Bowl was uh-huh. when, when people. And, he, and, he's and I went to guy. that. My, my brother and I didn't go to the game, but we flew into Jacksonville for 24 hours to go to the NFL experience well, for the Super you, you Bowl. You heard Trey Thomas tell you what he thought of Jacksonville. Yes, but um, we couldn't afford tickets to the Super Bowl, but we wanted to be a part of it. Right. So we literally flew to Jacksonville for 24 hours, went to all the NFL experience stuff and flew out. Yeah, but you know what? The, going to the actual event would be even better because it's going to be full of Eagles people, and Dawkins gives such great speeches. Oh, it would He's be... going to give an amazing pro uh Football Hall of Fame. Speech. Oh, it would be fantastic. Whenever he does go in, I, I will probably have to go. He he is Mr. Eagle for me Road in trip. my generation growing up. I mean, he was the type of player that that I wanted to see. I've been wanting them to find the next person in his position, and and they're still looking. You see what Brett's doing in the other room? What's he doing? He's packing up. He's so excited. He's ready to go. He's ready to go yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. Brett, you gonna come? I, I didn't even. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, you'll right. go. There you go. Are you gonna like Pack dress? Are you gonna dress up as a Philadelphia Eagle? So our producer Brett dresses up when he you goes out. Finish that sentence. When he goes out on different assignments for radio stations, I would never make him wear a Dallas Cowboys uniform like he did, which I found totally unacceptable. But he's worn a lot of Doesn't outfits. Doesn't that count out. as abuse? I, I I mean I don't think that you're paying for that when you're getting your contract to have to wear a Cowboys uniform. That that should be uh, war payments. Extra mile is what I call it. Oh, yeah, you're definitely willing to go the extra mile for that. <laughs> I'll do that for you guys, too. So you'll dress up as, like, a Philadelphia Eagle or something like that? 
Like an actual eagle yeah. costume? Ooh, swoop. No, I'm not talking about uniform. I'm talking about, like, being swoop. Yeah, the mascot. If we can find one. If we can find one? Oh. All right, we're going to have to. Swoop, can you get over to the station there? <laughs> we're going to have to work on that. It might be a little big on it. So, some other employees here at the station may be calling to see if they can find somebody to help make that happen. So um, other things meaningless in the game last night. Yeah. Michael Kendricks now has three interceptions in the preseason. He's had three in his whole NFL career. That's the clap, <laughs> the little golf clap from you. Yes. Okay, so we'll finish with the game last night. I just, I'm just amazed at how excited you over you are over something that just means nothing. I'm excited over football. Then then say that. But, but I am. I okay. tell you that. I, I, Don't I be excited the, over any play that I watch happened replays, other than nobody's hurt. I watch replays of preseason games on the NFL Network in the you middle of the night. You do not. I do. When you can't sleep and there's nothing on. Don't judge me. And watch like me TV. Don't you, there's got to be something Don't you judge me. Watch the, the Arena Bowl highlights. I, I don't judge you. Mm-hmm. Don't you judge me. Oh, you're, oh, you're going to judge me by the end of this. I I'm, guarantee I'm you. being judged greatly. Uh-huh. So would you um, – no. obviously not the most exciting subject, but an Eagles no. fan uh, passed away uh, recently. Way and to bring us down. I, you know, I think he wanted to, to have a little humor yeah. in what he did for his friends. He, he promised them that there would be something funny in his obituary. He was a season ticket holder for more than 30 years. Obviously did not see the Super Bowl that he wanted. Right. Um, so in his obituary, he said he wanted to have eight <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles as pallbearers so the Eagles can let him down one last time. Your <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> it, is, it is funny. It's sad that the Eagles didn't send some players over, though. Because all they did was have his friends dress up with the his Eagles. His friends all wore jerseys. Right. And, so he and didn't were get his dying wish. Well, they, he did. They let him down. They didn't show up. <laughs> I mean, Good te- point. Technically, he did, he did get his, his wish. I mean, it's, it's sad. But the I joke mean, was on him even as he passed away. So, I, I mean, I don't know if I would think that far ahead to, yeah. like, put it, put it in there like right. that. Would you do that to your friends? No. Would you, like, troll them like that? Like, No. You know? I'll find something. You'll, you'll the, find the something. The problem is you never know. I mean, I, at first I felt bad. I thought I'm of, doing it while I'm alive. I, I'm not going to punk him after I thought, I'm I thought of the fact that I'm making my son an Eagles fan, and here this fan suffered so much that he decided to put it in his obituary that the team let him down. I have a bet. I have a bet with a friend from college that, that the Texas Rangers will never win a World Series in my lifetime. And what happens if they do? Well, that's the problem. So if they win the World Series, he gets a very expensive bottle of scotch. I get the same if I win. The only problem is, you in order for me to collect, yeah, great that, bet, huh? Yeah. Did, did, That's why I don't gamble. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good reason for me. Yes. So the NFL did well with the draft here in the city. Yes. Yeah, let, now let's talk about something let's, good let's again. Go back to okay. uplifting. <laughs> yes. Revenues for Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> let's go from death and 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 how money. Okay. So, so, so now so we so have from a situation. death to taxes and revenue. There you go. <laughs> go ahead. So. The NFL said that it, that the draft did even better than they thought, which was 250,000 people were drawn, and that they that the local economy made 94.9 million dollars. That's not bad. That is great, and that says so much about the city of Philadelphia that they should have it here every year. There is a chance that it comes back. Um, Dallas has, Texas has their law that that is causing controversy, and it, even if even if it didn't, there's no reason to move it. They're not going to get that in Dallas. No. Even in Jerry World, they're not going to get it. And and the atmosphere that went along with mm-hmm. it was was the it best was the part. whole city. If you have it in Dallas, that stadium's out in the middle of nowhere. It is. This was it? this was all right in the middle of our city. 
It was it was it was the best of Philly on display. You couldn't beat it. It really was mm-hmm. such a fun atmosphere. Yeah. So you don't watch preseason at all. I do. I don't have to like it. I watch well, I it. I didn't say I like it. I well, said I watch well, it. Well, but I know when to turn it off. I don't. You I don't not know only when to don't turn notice. any sport off. Yeah, but you not only don't turn it off, you watch it again. Yes, I watched the replay what? of the Eagles game after I started and to go to what, bed. Because what I more did you beginning. learn? Well, so what happened was I have a six-month-old, and we had to put in the bed. So I watched. Don't this. stop blaming him. I'm it's not, not blaming fault. him. We watched the start of the game together. Yeah. He was mesmerized by the grass, yeah. the colors on the TV, and everything. So was my dog. Yeah, he, he was. He was very <laughs> paying attention. But I missed a couple of the touchdowns. Right. So I, you know, Comcast now you can. So just go watch back. the post-game show. Well, I missed that because I was. Wait till the next morning and watch the three-minute highlights. Why? And you'll see all the same things. Why are you trying to dampen my spirits? I'm just an excited sports fan mm-hmm. who's happy that his team is back. And all you want to do is tear me down. <laughs> no, there's just something wrong. You just seriously wrong. Well, that's besides the mm-hmm. point. Those see, those are separate issues. There whether, are so many stations with so many bad sports. You don't have to watch the same one over again. So again, whether there's something curling might have been wh- on. Whether there's something wrong with me yeah. and whether I watch football <laughs> are you know mutually exclusive. There, one doesn't watch the SEC wet network. You watch old. Oh, I watch. Games. I watch the old replays of those games too. I watch all that stuff. Don't you miss picture in picture where you can watch more useless television? Oh, yeah. There yeah. are definitely times where I, I – see, picture in picture now for me is you can open the laptop and have one thing going on the laptop on Xfinity and then one thing on the TV. Right. My, my wife so you're will killing walk in, the environment. My wife too. will walk in every once in a while and she goes, what are you watching? I hear so many different sounds going on. She judges me. Do you, do you have, like, a, a carriage house that she could throw you into? No, she'd probably wish I had yeah. someplace that she could throw me to. I'll start building that soon. Why don't we head to break, and when we come back, we'll keep talking about this and other things. We'll talk about the Mayweather-McGregor super fight this weekend. We'll get Jeff's pick, whether he's going to watch it, and what he has planned for Saturday night. Stick with us. <laughs> Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.NewJerseyShares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. This is the Heart of Sports on 610 AM. I'm Jason Springer along with Jeff Cohen. Jeff, you got big plans this weekend, right? You're not going to let this go, are you? No, you're excited to be I going actually, down. Actually, you know what? As it gets closer, I am excited. I'd like to little, know a little bit more. But uh, Go ahead. Uh, Tell the listeners what you're doing. I am taking my boy to the Arena Bowl. You guys travel the for The Super Bowl of Arena Football. 
this will be our the, town at the same time as the Phillies. This will be game. the first championship in the city. Since, well, they won last year. Well, but won right. in the city since '08. Really. Well, I guess that makes sense. Won yeah. anything since right. the Phillies? They did win <laughs> it last see, year. People, you should see the look on Jason's face now. <laughs> <laughs> they did win it last year, but they were on the road. We actually had yeah. Larico Stevenson, one of their defensive backs, in studio after they won it last year. Yeah. It's it's a fun product down there. You'll enjoy yourself. Yeah, I've, have you I've, been to the arena before? Uh, I've been to a couple of the games before, but yeah. uh, hopefully they'll have a lot of festivities. I don't know who's doing the halftime show. I'm sure it's somebody huge. How did this come about? Did you decide, hey, I just really want to go to the Arena Bowl? No, I have a son who would watch it, pretty much any sport uh, that was in town. He'll watch, I'm telling you, he will watch so curling. Do you talk down his hopes and dreams like you do mine? No, on the radio, I don't. Or? I play his up. So you encourage he him. He has and a you, future. Yours is you, past. You're old. I now. have no right. future. Yeah. You discourage me. You <laughs> encourage your son. So our listeners I learned can't. today a lot about you and how you feel about me on uh-huh. the radio. This has been a bonding. Jason, experience. you can do it. So you can do anything you put your mind to. After you go down there, mm-hmm. are you going to return home and drop a yes. hundred dollars? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to return home. Are you going to drop a hundred dollars to watch Mayweather McGregor? No, no, I am not. You are not a part of a big crowd, then. I I am not a part of a big crowd, but this is you know there's certain stands that you make in life, and I just cannot bring myself. To be to pony up any money for Floyd Mayweather. He a lot of people can guy. though. A lot of people can. It's estimated that they're going to hit five million pay per view buys and generate six hundred million dollars in revenue. It's amazing. The previous record was Mayweather Pacquiao, which was a terrible fight that generated four hundred million dollars and four point six million buys. So I mean, they're going to blow away records with yeah. this. I this mean, you get a, the crossover audience. This is not a sport. This is an entertainment event. So would you go? No. So you wouldn't go if you could no. either. I, I, I will, you have no interest. I, I, under no circumstances, will ever pay a penny to go see Floyd May- Mayweather. So it's the personalities, not the contest. It's not the personalities. It's what he did. Okay. Yeah. So, so. The, the biggest prop bet is actually on McGregor. Does that surprise you? No. I mean, it, the, it's a weird bet because it, it's hoping that get yeah, The most explain. popular prop bet, proposition bet for those who aren't aware, is that McGregor will win in rounds one through four. If that happened, Vegas would lose a lot of money. Yeah. Does, that's not going to happen. That's people who think that McGregor has a shot and his only shot is to knock him out early. And therefore, it's between rounds one and four. And if it goes past round four, then he's going to get beat by Mayweather. Unless he learned in the last two days how to punch like a boxer instead of an MMA fighter. Yeah, you're real think... critical of his form from what you've seen. Well, uh, from from what I see see is an M- it's it's totally different styles. An MMA fighter, it, his goal is to get in close to the body of the other person and stay there and grab them. So his punches, what I've noticed is that when he's punching, when they show him practicing. His arms never extend. He goes up, but they, his arms never extend all the way. Boxing is the opposite. Boxing is get in and out quickly. You're not allowed, you're not supposed to clutch. So you you have to extend your arm, hit somebody, and then back up in defense. He he's never going to get his fist in inside. Is there an upside for boxing with this? Because if Mayweather no. loses, it's how could the best boxer lose to an MMA fighter right. who there, never fought? There, there is and no if Mayweather upside. wins. But doesn't look that good. It's he didn't look that good against him. If he wins and looks good, it's he should have. He's a boxer. Right. So other than a lot of people making money, 
That's all it is. It's two guys are making a lot of money. And so the, the ticket bet in Vegas has apparently been about 15 to 1 McGregor, about 95% of the action on McGregor. But the big bets are on Mayweather, right. like the million-dollar bet the, smart the other bets. day. Yeah. They move the line. Mm-hmm. Somebody betting a million on Mayweather. That's a lot of money. Brett wants to make one of those bets, don't you, Brett? Brett would bet with your money. Yeah. All right, so, Brett, if we're going to bet you, I'll take McGregor. Who do you want? I wanted McGregor. Oh, well, then too bad. Now go sit down again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick Mayweather because I feel like he's going to win. Are you right. betting a million dollars? No. What I'm going to bet something with Jeff. What something are you betting? Jeff? Are you going to talk about it? You said it, it won't be money, so what is it going to be? You're going to have to, like, dress up or something a, a, like a bo- that? A box of uh, Tasty Cakes? All right, fine. There you go. Uh, losers are bringing a box of Tasty Cakes. Cakes. All right. Deal. So I win either Someone's way. Someone's going to have to tell me who wins. I win either way because one of you is bringing in a box of Tasty Cakes next week, so I'm all for You're this. You're the happiest person. Even better. I don't yeah. mean to encourage gambling, but I'm going to encourage this Everybody bet. has to feed the person, too. Hey, look, it's, no, no, we no, all no, need no, to be powered by the show somehow, no. okay? So See, now he's, now he's all empowered. Look what happened. Feeding you or you feeding me. No, no, we're not going that far. No, go back to the board. We, we appreciate your help and your assistance with this, but okay. So other than my excitement about a Tasty Cake now. Mm-hmm. A box of them. A box of them. Mm-hmm. So I win, Should've regardless. Great. No matter what happens, I'm the winner. You're a happy man. I am. Mm-hmm. So next week will be good. Which, which tasty cakes do you like? I'm a candy cake guy because I like uh, peanut butter. All right. The crimpets it is then. Crimpets I'm cool with too. Oh, I'm good with them too. Are you <laughs> looking for something that I don't like so that I right, won't take yeah. them? Uh-huh. I got a list. I could give it to you okay. after the show. So, okay. NBA offseason. So much better than the NBA regular season, mm-hmm. right? Have you ever seen an offseason like this? No, it's crazy. Huge, what, what happened this week is nuts. Huge name yeah. players moving. And a great trade for both teams. Better for one team than the other, but a, but a pretty good trade. I thought it was a good move for Cleveland. Yeah, but, but for different reasons. They've, okay, you know give it's me funny? your They've reason. Positions. So, so let's first tell the listeners what happened. Why don't you tell them about the trade and, and what happened? Well, the, the key players to the trade is Isaiah Thomas. The, the junior. Yes, junior, not the guy who played <laughs> for the Pistons. I'm pretty sure any, everybody knows that by now. Just clarifying. Um, it's not junior. He's not related to him. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's a little smaller than him, but he's not related Again, to him. Again, with the height. No. Oh, stop it. Look at Just you. Stop um, go go back to, to watching your preseason games. Got something games against again. short people. I'll so, tell you. Go no, ahead, I back don't. To the trade. Um, so it's Isaiah Thomas who was a, he was an All Star this year. Yes. And the key to that is that they're getting a couple of the players, but they're also getting the number one pick that they got from Brooklyn, which is likely going to be a top three pick next year because Brooklyn's going to stink again. They'll be better than they were last year, probably. Okay. Well, that's not hard to do. They were the worst team in the NBA. So yeah. Yeah. So so. The, the Cavs had to deal with a disgruntled player who went, wanted out, which usually lowers your value a lot, as it is. And now you have the risk that LeBron leaves after this year because Le, LeBron wants to go play where, with his buddies wherever they're going to be. So if that happens, they at least have this first pick, and potentially Isaiah Thomas, although he's a free agent after this year. I think that was a pretty good move considering the boxes they were in. And and it's it set them up in it for a better future. Can you imagine if they did nothing, kept the team together in the hope that they won another championship? They don't win one, and then Kyrie leaves for nothing, and LeBron leaves for nothing because Le- LeBron apparently won't let them trade him. So that's the Cavs analysis. Yeah. Give me the Boston analysis. Boston's trying to win now, and so they traded one point guard who shoots really well, who can't play defense, with another one. 
And so it's just as simple as that. Because I, I think so. I, I, I mean, saw I there were some Kyrie's questions about there were some questions about Thomas's hip that they had uh, in terms of Boston's long-term commitment to him. Some other issues that came up. I don't know if that's just talk after the trade mm-hmm. or not. You always hear that happen. According to a lot. By the way, I do have a question though. Why were fans suggesting burning Isaiah Thomas's jersey? He didn't ask for a trade. He didn't want to be traded. The he guy, got traded. The guy played after his sister died for your I team know. in the playoffs. Why, why were can people say, burning his jersey? You. Just say thank you. That's all you need to do. It's Boston. That's all you need to know. Yeah, but if that was Philadelphia, it wouldn't just be it's Boston. It would be a bigger story. Yeah. Well, I don't think it would happen here. Uh, we've, we've, no. There are some people who... Would burn a jersey if the player got traded against his own I request? definitely saw people bl- burning T.O. jerseys. When, well, that's when for a left. lot of other reasons, so, though. I, look, I love, I yeah. generally I agree and defend Eagles fans, but I did. And by the way, they should have never burned the jerseys. They should have just crossed it out and put the Avant on there. <laughs> God, look at you and your <laughs> Michigan guy. Most people don't know that Jason Avant played here. Get the, out. He no, played he's got here his tra- He's got his trampoline park That's now. That's right. Mm-hmm. He's actually in the area with his trampoline park in uh, Glassboro, I yeah. believe. You going to go jump on the trampoline down there? No. No? Mm-hmm. Okay, so with the trade, mm-hmm. this is the first off-season deal in NBA history with players who met in the previous year's finals or conference finals. Right. So you don't often see this. These teams were there. They were at the top, and they both decided not tenable. Can't do it. Elias also says no pair of 25-point-per-game scorers have ever swapped the following season before this. Mm-hmm. You're, you've got good players moving teams. What does this do to team chemistry? Boston's got a completely new roster there after finishing second. Yeah, but we'll see. If, if, they, if it had been the same team and this was just a swap, it would be a little more, uh, a little more difficult. Now that they have so many moving parts, they were going to have to get adjusted anyway. Because you have Gordon Hayward coming there, too. Yes. So I think it's just they're going to have to learn to mesh, and it's going to take some time. And ne- People think that these, just because they're superstars, they get together, and all of a sudden they just flip a switch and everything works. It didn't work like that in Miami at first. Remember, when they first, the, the three started, big three started down there, everybody was going, the sky was falling the first 20 games. Well, the Sixers' home opener on October 20th will be against Kyrie Irving and the cool. Boston Celtics. So we'll see how they're playing. See, it's time to get excited for the Sixers already. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Simmons apparently cleared for full play. Ready, ready. <laughs> Whenever they play. Whenever yeah. they play. Uh-huh. And Bede, not yet. Not yet. Should I be concerned? Yes. I think we're uh, always no, no, going to... No, not for any reason that there's, there's anything that we know about, but he hasn't been cleared yet. He has a history of injury, so yeah, you have to be concerned. And he's a he's a big guy who's putting a lot of stress on those joints. What's the long term impact for the Sixers of this trade? Which trade? The the Boston Cleveland trade. One I, less. I don't think it has pick. any impact on them. I I think that one less pick for Boston doesn't hurt the six the Sixers. Yeah, but if they have Kyrie, are you going to get a better player than Kyrie in the draft? Do they keep? He's Ky- only twenty five. Do they by keep the way. Kyrie long term? Oh, I think they will. I think they're going to try. Yeah. But does Kyrie want to stay there? I mean, who knows? He wanted out of Cleveland. The grass isn't always greener. Mm -hmm. So who knows what he decides? I mean, up until four weeks ago, he didn't publicly want out of Cleveland. There's a lot of universities in Boston. Maybe he can stroll over to one of them and find out the earth isn't flat while he's there, too. Why are you trying to bring politics into this show? (laughs) That's politics? We almost, well, at this point, everything is politics. (laughs) Everything is subject to interpretation. He said the earth is flat. Yeah, I'm aware. And he went to Duke. I'm, I'm aware. What what do you want me to say? (laughs) Nothing. You want me to try and defend him? Just don't defend him. No, please. I'm not defending him at all. 
Uh, do, do all these moves in the offseason make you more excited for the Sixers season? Because no. It does for me. This, no. this way, I can't wait. I, I can't wait to see the Sixers play because of what they did. I could care less what anybody else did. It just keeps it in the top of mind for me. Keeps it in the news. Keeps NBA. Up. As you're watching the preseason game. Yeah, it scrolls across the ticker at the bottom, <laughs> and I see what's going on in the NBA. And I'm reminded that the season, like preseason, starts in like a month. Mm-hmm. They go to they go to camp. By the way, we're, we're t- we, you were talking about boxing before. There was a bigger brawl this week. That's right. And, and probably more punches landed than there will be tomorrow night. Tell and, tell, you, didn't, and you didn't have to pay a hundred bucks. Tell, well. You know, you did. You, you paid a lot for the ticket because it was a well. No, if game. you went to if you if you watch it on TV, if you watch it on TV, mm-hmm. it doesn't. So tell us about the brawl this week, and it wasn't at the Phillies game. So the Yankees and Tigers decided that they were going to do their whole machismo thing. One guy hits a home run, then he gets drilled the next time he's up, and it's beanball. And the bench is cleared, I think, three times. Gary Sanchez decided, which I think it started with him because he actually hit the home run and then got beaned. But then there was a point at which somebody was fighting with Miguel Cabrera. He's on the ground. Sanchez comes running out and decides to just cheap shot him several times. And he wasn't thrown out of the game, but you have news that just broke during the show. Yeah, they've been suspended. Sanchez got four games, I believe, and Cabrera got seven. So so here's – and I asked you this when the news broke during the break. We don't know yet, but Dellen Batances – Threw a 98-mile-per-hour fastball directly at the head of a player. You had a stat about that, about his accuracy. Yeah, for anybody who thinks that the ball slipped. Accidents happen. Dellen Batances has thrown, pitched to about 300 batters. How many has he hit? And with a fastball, he's not very accurate with his his off-speed stuff. But with a fastball, he's hit exactly one batter. After this guy this week? No, that's in addition. This, this was the second one. Okay. And, and this one just coincidentally slipped right into the guy's head. Do you watch it differently? He should after be suspended talking, for, for a month. After us talking to Dr. Amalu about traumatic brain injury, do you watch it differently when a fastball's thrown at somebody's head now? Yeah. I mean, I was watching some of the hits in, in the game last night. Uh, and, uh, there was a, a hit on the kick uh, on a punt, and it was pretty you know, clear that he got hit in the head, and I watched, and I just thought, wow, I, I wouldn't have thought of that, about that as much before our interview. What, what, I, what I did notice that when I'm watching football now is is not that I have a problem with it, which I thought I was afraid I was going to, uh, because I think the guys are tackling and, and worried about their own health now and the health of, of their fellow players. I actually thought that when you see the replay, that's when I cringe. Because when it first happens, it doesn't look like anything. But on a replay, it seems like every hit seems to be a helmet to something. And even when it's not a helmet, you see the the head snap with mm-hmm. the. It, it definitely makes you think about it a little bit more. But I have survived the, the Doctor Amalo interview. You have. You yeah. you continue to be able to watch. Mm-hmm. Has it has it changed your thoughts about sports? It, well, no, because I was always cognizant about the, especially you sports. Um, I, I think I'm a little more. I, I've talked to a lot of people this week who said they didn't really. You know, they started to think about things. That, I'm not saying that it will ultimately change their minds, but they do seem more cognizant of it. And with people with younger kids, seem to be saying, now I'm going to actively steer my kid to a sport that doesn't involve contact. I heard from a couple of people who didn't think of it the way that he phrased it, that they didn't necessarily agree with the comparison to smoking, but they also uh, 
weren't aware of the long-term ramifications of, of some of those things, which is amazing given the amount of coverage that this all gets, mm-hmm. that people continue to now learn more about it. They're just not quite aware of all the potential damage that could happen. Are you going to any minor league games this week? Let's get the no, not the this week. Jeff Cohen minor no, league. No, I told you I'm going to the Arena Bowl. You're going to the Arena Bowl. Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Oh now, yeah, that's your minor league tour, right? Yep. Tell us about where the travels. Well, the, this year it's going to be a small tour. It's just going to be Wilmington, uh, the Blue Rocks, which is the Royals minor league affiliate, which is right down the road here. And again, and this is powered by your son. Of course. And I, and I believe it's a bobblehead giveaway, <laughs> which is a big thing for him. And and, and then we're going to go see the Iron Pigs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to... I have no idea what positions any of these guys are going to play. I was going to say, where, is Kingery and, where are Kingery and Crawford going to so, be playing? So the story is, I don't know if it started yet, I th- is that Crawford is going to start playing third. They're going to experiment with him at third, which, Mikel, you better uh, watch out because... They want to get him up here. It definitely seems like the arranging of pieces does not have mm-hmm. a seat for Mikel Franco right, right. now. And then, and then the second one is Kingery, who is now he has a, the Iron Pigs record for hitting streak. I think he's up to 22. And uh, they're going to play him. He plays at second, but they're going to try him at short and third. I'm not quite sure what the short part is because it doesn't make sense for him to play shortstop. They got enough shortstops. The third might be something, but but... I thought at first this was odd. Now I'm getting it. The, the Phillies are seeing where all these guys could play, and now they're just trying to see if they can fit the pieces, figure it out by the end of the year, and then you're going to see trades like crazy in the offseason. Well, that's definitely a teaser for what's going to come in the coming weeks. Jeff, any final thoughts before we bid everybody goodbye? I think that's it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week on The Heart of Sports. Make sure to join us next Friday night as we help you start the weekend in style. And go soul. Have a great one. Bye-bye.